0: In a world where magic is controlled by law and government, mages are both coddled and persecuted. Corey Monroe knows she isn't a mage, and her best friend is. Reality isn't always what you know. If you are looking for an urban fantasy with found family, an education-based magic system, and evolving storylines, try My Luck by Mel Todd, book one in the Twisted Luck series. Available exclusively on Amazon. Welcome to the Everyday Novelist. My name is J. Daniel Sawyer, author of nearly 30 books, more than 30 short stories, and numerous articles and scripts and essays, coming to you from up in the crow's nest with my spyglass on this daily voyage through the dicey waters of business, craft, learning, and art in the writing life. Welcome to The Questions, episode 1040. Today we hear from Nicole, who asks,
1: "Could you talk about different things that you do or can't do if you were off-roading physically when writing? So, if you don't have as much power or electricity, or if you want to go out to the
0: wilderness and write, what can you do?" Okay, and uh, just for, clar- uh, for clarity, I sent Nicole a follow-up question asking if she was talking about overland camping, where you like go off-road in a in a basically yeah. a rv that's designed to go over national parkland and Mm -hmm. shit or if she was talking about living off grid the way we do Mm -hmm. and she said both okay so um why don't you take the lead on this one
1: well um in in our situation we have um solar power um
0: a stupid amount because we have very short winter dates so in the summer we're swimming in it and in the winter we'll be we'll be running close to the bone
1: Right. Um, so we have solar power and we have enough battery capacity to keep working um, nearly as late as we are to uh, keep working as for
0: several late. days of not much sun.
1: Yeah, we we can um, we can keep going for days. And so we work about the same kinds of hours as we did when we had power, which is insane.
0: <laughs> um, and about to get inside. other
1: things that we can do we also have um, lower capacity uh, small small computers mm-hmm. and l-
0: kind of like flipbook computers. Yeah, I have a 9 inch writing laptop that's got about a 4 hour battery life mm-hmm. and I keep that charged and uh, in the winter I tend to gravitate towards that because it uses a lot less power and it also um it also forces me to focus on the long winter nights.
1: And you can also use a um, tablet-style computer like an iPad or a Samsung tablet or that sort of thing where it's powered by a USB cable. And that works really well for off-grid use because you can charge that with the kind of solar-powered chargers that that they make for phones. So it's a lot easier to keep those things charged than to keep a um, a full size laptop battery charged.
0: Okay, so I think you're into the weeds, and I think we need to lay down some foundational stuff. But before we get out of the weeds, I want to say you could also get an emergency off grid backup writing computer, which is a manual typewriter. You can (laughs) I picked one up at a really nice one up at a garage sale for fifteen bucks. Um, you have to look for them. You usually find them at estate sales. People are clearing out stuff their parents left behind. But uh,
1: they're, they're not as portable, of
0: course. They're not as portable, but they are portable. Right.
1: And if you're um, a complete weirdo like me, you can go with a paper notebook and a pen.
0: All right, so let's talk about the basics so you can figure out how to provide for your writing needs when you are off-roading or off-gridding or off in the mountains on a retreat. What you need to do is you need to figure out how much power you need for whatever device you are doing your writing on. Now, if it's a tablet, or sorry, if it's a typewriter, a manual typewriter, or a notebook with your finger, with a pen, a paper notebook, you don't need any power, except for what it takes to run the light at night. Mm -hmm. To budget enough electricity for the light, you figure out how many watts the light is, and then... You add hours onto the end of it. Power is measured in watt-hours. And the way you figure out how many watt-hours, whatever battery bank you have is, is you multiply the volts times the amps. So, for example, in our solar system, I have a number of 12-volt, 100-amp-hour cells. That means that those cells each have 1,200 watt-hours available when they're fully charged. That's their capacity, so that means I could run one 100 watt light bulb for 12 hours. It means, now, it actually means a little bit less than that, because you don't want to discharge them all the way down. Um, I can discharge them all the way down to about 20%, but that's in the interest of the life of the battery, right? If you run them harder, they don't last as long. But, for the purposes of math, I could run a 100 watt light bulb for 12 hours, or I could run a 100 watt equivalent light bulb, which takes, uh, LED light bulb, which takes what, uh, 15 watts? Mm-hmm. I could run that, uh, 15 watts times, I could run that for almost 100 hours. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be about uh, 85 hours, just doing quick math in my head, which isn't very accurate. So if you look on your computer's transformer, the little block that sits between your computer and the wall uh, on your laptop, the block that tran- that changes the AC into DC. On the back, there'll be a number of statistics. Um, it'll tell you a range of volts. Or actually, hand me hand me mine, and let's take a look at it. So I want to make sure I get this right. Okay, so I'm looking at my big computer's um, thing, and it says 15.5 volts, 9.23 amps. So volts times amps equals watts. So that means this thing is pulling a little under 150 watts at any given time. So if it's pulling a little under 150 watts and I've got a 1,200 watt hour battery, that means it's going to be able to run for about 10 hours before the battery goes dead. That's not including whatever battery life is in my actual laptop. And of course you can tweaked settings for power savings to stretch things. But that's the math for how you figure out what kind of battery capacity you need. Now, the question is, how are you going to generate that electricity? If you're overlanding, this is really easy because your car is already generating electricity it, and you can plug an inverter or a charger into the cigarette lighter and charge off of that while you're driving. And then when you stop for the night, you've got however many hours that you have batteries for that you can write. Um, Now, this does, you know, nothing's free. This does mean that your vehicle gets slightly lower gas mileage when you're doing this. We would hope that you are not (laughs) tightly driving. If you are, you're talented, and I'm impressed. (laughs) So if, on the other hand, you are camping or at a writing retreat that is off the grid like the one that we are intending to build here, you can charge your batteries with a portable little solar panel kit. The solar panels are rated for their maximum theoretical production at any given time. So a 100 watt solar panel will produce 100 watts in direct sunlight when the sun is shining exactly at the right angle onto the panel with no clouds in the sky, with not a lot of humidity, and as long as it's below 70 degrees, and if God is smiling on you that day, typically under real-world conditions, they'll pull 70 to 80 percent of their rated capacity most of the time when they're not in the shade. If you're in the shade or under cloud cover, they will pull a lot less, something somewhere between um, six and six and twenty percent of their rated capacity, and that depends on a lot of factors. But that's how. But that's what you have to deal with. So if you're going to a place where it's deep in the woods, and you're wanting to type a lot, if you're wanting to write a lot, deep in the woods, and you've got trees all around you, you better bring quite a few solar uh, little foldable solar panel kits. Um, if you had a kit that totaled about 400 watts, you should be fine as long as it's not raining and. Uh, you'll be more than fine with that, even in the shade. But if you're taking one of those single, like, little foldy kits that's rated at about 70 watts, you're going to be toast. Now, if you're in the desert or under the clear blue sky on the Great Plains, 70 watts is going to be more than you can even possibly use. You'll be able to run your computer and charge the battery and sort of flip between them on and off. And be all right as long as you don't have a heavy draw computer like mine. If you have a little laptop, like my little writing laptop, that pulls about 50 watts. So on a 70-watt kit, I could, in perfect conditions, I could be running that at full bore and still trickle charging my battery. The other
1: thing to keep in mind or to think about is um, how, much space you have, how much space you have available to you. If you're camping or car camping or living in an RV... Mm-hmm you have limited space and you have to maybe make some compromises in what kind of equipment that you are choosing to keep for that.
0: Right, which is why I'm talking about the little foldable solar panels. Um, Now there is one other option. Uh, By the way, with those little foldable solar panel kits, you can get like totable battery banks that have 2,500 kilowatt hours in them. And that's a really good solution because those will last you for days. So if you're off in the woods for a week and you only get A little bit of charge time to help top the batteries off, you're still going to do okay because it will extend your burn down life. Now, all that said, there is another option you should think about, depending. Modern electronics take very, very little juice, so you can drop about 400 bucks to get a 1500 watt inverter generator. A regular generator won't work. They fry electronics. You have to get an inverter generator, which are about twice the price per watt. But you fill up the gas tank on those, and they'll run for eight hours. And they put out more than enough power both to to run and charge your laptop and to charge your auxiliary battery bank so that you can then go all night or whatever. And depending on the type of trip you're doing, you may be bringing in a, bringing along a lot of gas and going to somewhere where the sun doesn't shine. Having a little bitty, little teeny inverter generator with you and a battery bank, that could do the trick. But those are the different ways that you can do it. You can go no power to high power, and those are your options for generation and storage. Um, I'm not going to talk about turbines cuz they're a real pain in the ass even though it's theoretically a thing. Wind is even more intermittent than sun.
1: No <laughs> oh, god, thank goodness.
0: So that's what we got unless you got anything more kitty? Nope. All right. Well, thank you very much Nicole and we'll see you tomorrow.